Hello there, my friends, and welcome to this episode of Story You Talk Radio. I am delighted that you have reserved this hour to spend with me. We're going to talk about your life story here, the stories you are writing, and maybe even the book you're thinking about writing this summer. Boy, do I have some fun things in store if you are getting all hyped up for your next writing project. Here we are offering you a live show from Seattle, Washington today. It is the month of May. It's the 12th day in the month of May. Happy birthday to my sweetie. Hope you are having a good day. Look forward to seeing you soon. But what do we usually associate with the month of May? I associate May flowers with the month of May because it follows April showers. However, in Seattle, we're still having April showers. Now, honestly, this might be a good time for you to really think about your book because you're probably inside like I am. And you're probably just itching for that nice warm weather to make it to this northern part of the world. But honestly, wherever you are in the world, there's never been a better time to think about writing your book except for the time in which you feel most excited to do so. So is that now? Is it now? Was it three years ago? If so, we can get you on board so that now becomes your most inspired time. And I want to help you work with that. I'm asking you, are you equipped to go the distance? This is our theme today. Are you equipped to go the distance? Most people who think about writing a book, and I'm I'm being specific here. I'm not really talking about turning out a speech or sending in an article to the local newspaper. I'm, I'm talking about that 80 or 120 or even 250-page book. When you think about, am I ready? Am I equipped? Where does your mind go? Do you start to look over your life and all the things you don't feel you have in order? Do you attend to your emotions and how you deal with day-by-day things? I'm going to tell you that writing a book requires that mental long-term agility. In other words, this is an inside job. It's not really about do I have four, six, eight hours to put down at the computer. It's It's really not that. I know there are some people who do it that way. I don't know that they're all that happy, and I can't tell you that I would ever coach you to do it that way. On the other hand, I would want to ask you things about where's your mind? Where's your heart these days? How are things going for you between your ears, your thinking? Do you have what we call stinking thinking? I hope not. I hope you have nice, 
flowery, supportive, strong, foundational thinking that you need for anything. You know you need it if you're going to go to the gym and get in your best shape. You know you need it if you're going to perform at the job and bring home those awards or maybe even the raise. You know you need it, that great mind. You need a great mind to write a book, too. And many of us in the recent years have had to use our great mind for things we didn't plan on, like, oh, the pandemic. Okay, that's the last time I'm going to say that word. But we've had to use our great mind in ways that we didn't really want to. And we think, but I wanted to use my great mind on my book. Well, you can. And if you have worn out your great mind, I have a nice offer for you. I'm calling it my 40-day boot camp. And it goes like this. Let's get in touch with your life story. Let's smooth out the edges. Let's get you grounded in being the best version of you. And then... You can make a decision if this is the best time to get into your book. It likely is. But when you do this boot camp, it's kind of like giving a little Marie Kondo to your mind. You familiar with Marie Kondo? I really love this lady. She's a a Japanese woman who wrote the book Tidying Up. And it's it's really all about your physical life. You're tidying up your office, your garage, your underwear drawer, (laughs) and everything else that you think people don't have their eyes on. It's about getting your home or your office in pristine shape. But what I'm offering is the tidying up of your mind. And what we do in the 40-day boot camp is we start by looking at where your thoughts are throughout the day. Now, if I don't pay attention to where my thoughts go, they can get a little dingy. I really need to exercise my greatest skills to keep my mind focused on the visions I have in front of me. If I take a week or, God forbid, a month, and I I, I squander my time, yeah, my mind is not in a good place. One time, just for fun, I did this thing. I tried out life without my journal. It wasn't really planned. I went to visit relatives, and I realized I had gotten there, and I didn't have my journal with me. Now, there was all kinds of ways to make up for this. There was paper in the printer I could have used. There was a store down the road I could have gone and bought a new one. But for whatever reason, I just told myself, oh, I'm just going to be here for two weeks. I'll just take a little break from my journal writing. Let's just flash forward to the end of that two weeks. My mind was just trash thinking right and left. Why? because I had fallen out of the habit of the thing that treats me so well. My journal and I, we got this good thing going on. I sit down with my journal for a minimum 
of 12 minutes a day, sometimes as much as an hour and a half, if I've really got a lot to tell. What the journal does to me is it cleans up my thinking, and it helps me get into the day the way I want to get into the day. Now, I have the luxury of working from home most days, so this is a nice thing, but I do have to plan. I can't sleep in until 8 o'clock in the morning and have journal time. It doesn't work that way. I still have to have regiment in my life. But what I find is when I go on vacation and I take my journal, or when I'm at home and I leave my journal right by my bedside, it's the first thing I attend to, and it gets my mind where I want it. The more I am committed to little prompts, little thoughts that help me say what I need to say, honestly, with me. I feel this freedom to be very, very aware and very able to make decisions for myself. I get away from that journal for some days, or God forbid, two weeks while I'm on vacation. Now, wouldn't you think, if you go on vacation and you're relaxing, that you don't need your journal? Well, compare it to this. Let's say you're someone who jogs on a regular basis and you go on vacation and you decide to give up jogging for the entire time you're on vacation. You're not going to feel so good. The reason you do jogging on the daily is because it feels good to you. You're beyond the training of getting into jogging. You've been jogging every day. To give it up for two weeks in a row means to kind of give up a part of you. What I like about my boot camp is just like daily jogging, we get into a little daily writing. If you have 12 minutes a day, you can do the boot camp. You might have to get up 12 minutes earlier. You might have to go to bed 12 minutes later. You might have to get out your journal for 12 minutes during lunch. But I promise you, this is my promise to you. If you do this for 40 days, 12 minutes, come on, 40 days, you're not going to be the same person you were on day one. Day 40 and a little sooner, you're going to find that you have changed. And you like having more of a writing regime. You like the fact that you can count on yourself as a writer now. Maybe on day one you were thinking, I'm not sure if I'm a writer. You're not thinking that on day 40. Maybe on day one you're thinking, I've been a writer before, but it just didn't stick. You're not thinking that on day 40. This is why a boot camp is so wonderful. Every 24 hours, you're tapping into this relationship with you. It comes through the journaling. You might be saying, can journaling be that powerful? Well, if you're meant to be a writer, it will be. If you're not meant to be a writer, you might already have all kinds of defenses and already some defenses. With that word, resistance, resistance keeping you out of the loop. 
But what I want to tell you is if you can open your mind just a little bit more and step in with Coach Debbie, I will take you on a journey, a 40-day journey to help you decide on day 41, are you committed? Are you feeling it? And do you want to write your book? Not everyone needs to go through a boot camp. Some people have already written a book and they know what it feels like when they're ready to start. Some people have been thinking about writing so long and they've done little dabbles and dibbles and bibbles along the way that they know they're ready. But there are plenty of other people, and it might be you, who's sitting there going, I I think I want to write a book. I do. I think I want to write a book, but I don't really know how to know if I want to write a book. Well, after 40 days of boot camp, you're going to know. So here's my invitation to you. Head on over to Facebook right now. Look me up. I am Coach Debbie. I'm also Debbie Handrich. Let me spell that for you. Debbie is D-E-B-B-Y. Handrich is just like it sounds. H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. You're going to notice that I have a Facebook group. It's called Story You with Coach Debbie, I think. (laughs) I hope it's called that. I think it's called Story You with Coach Debbie. And I would love for you to join it. Anyone can join it. You don't have to be a writer yet to join it. But I would encourage you to be curious about writing and join in. What happens there is you get all the inside scoop on things like my 40-day boot camp. You also get the nice little deals, discounts, and bonuses. Another way you can reach out to me is to go to my website, and that's Coach Debbie, D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. Just click on Connect. That allows you to write me a little note and say, I've been thinking about writing. I think I might have a book in me. I don't know. Maybe I do. You can tell me anything you want, and I will reply to you probably in a few hours, might take a little longer if you write on the weekend. And I'll let you know all about this boot camp and whatever else you ask about. There's never any pressure to do the thing I want you to do, but usually I want you to do the thing I want you to do, like my 40-day boot camp, because I think it would offer you a lot of value. I think you'd feel really good just given 40 days of your life, to seeing what would it be like to just commit to 12, maybe 30 minutes a day to seeing what's it like to be a writer? What's it like to get in there? We don't start writing your book in that 40 days. That comes afterwards if you decide you want to go on. But I promise you this. Even if you decide that you do not want to write a book, or it just seems too big, you will in those 40 days have cleaned up your thinking, that stuff going on between your ears. You might even clean up your office. You'll likely clean up a few relationships where you feel a little resistance right now, but at the end of 40 days, it's going to feel nice and clean. You're going to 
clean up some of that talk with yourself that only you, yourself, and you know about. You're going to do a little cleaning. And in that clean, nice atmosphere between your ears and in your real-life environment, it's going to be really easy for you to decide, do I want to write this book or is this just not for me? And there's no defeat if it's not for you. But try out the 40-day first, would you? Just go on over to CoachDebbie.com, click on Connect, send me a little note, and we'll get talking. The boot camp is $3.95 right now. But I just might raise the price if you wait till the end, so don't wait till the end. How about I give you a chance to write to me right now while I take a little break? We're going to be back in about 90 seconds here. Write to me, CoachDebbie.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y. I'll be right back. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos, she instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from Story U, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at KW.com. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, eavesdrop on juicy conversations, and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. We're talking today about, well, are you in the game to go the long distance? And we're really thinking about writing a book. 80 pages, that's a common length for a book. 120 pages, that's another common length. 250, woo, that's another length. You're, you're not a better person if you write the 250-page book over the 80-page book. I just want to set that record straight. Books are about quality. However many pages you need to express your quality story, now that's up to you. What I want you to think about today as we go into this second section of the store of the radio show, I want you to think about 
how do you talk to yourself? The whole reason I'm putting together this boot camp is to get you in touch with these little things that you might not give a lot of attention to unless you had someone like Coach Debbie asking you to give attention to it. So one thing is, how do you talk to yourself? Are you the sort of person that says things like this? Do you say things like, oh, why did this happen to me? Do you ever look out into your life and you're, you're looking at your finances or you're looking at your romance or romances or you're looking at your children or you're looking at your job or you're looking at your, your garage <laughs> or you're just looking out blankly into the world of your life and you ask, why did this happen to me? There used to be this great song that reminded me about this question. It was Talking Heads, and uh, as David Byrne had this line of, uh, oh, it was something about, you know, this isn't my beautiful life. This isn't my gorgeous wife. <laughs> Letting the days go by. Was that the official name of the song? I'm not sure, but I loved that song, and it it was... It was really intriguing to me, this whole notion of how we can just like run our life and not even think about it. What do you know? Eric is so fast. <laughs> he finds things so fast. What well, you got, I just thought this off the top of my head that it's called Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads. That's it. Once in a Lifetime. And I want to say, just since we, we can up the ante here. Is that on Stop Making Sense? Mm. I think you're right. Could be. Could be because they also made a movie there. Check out those lyrics, you guys. David Byrne and uh, the name of the band is called. The name Talking of the Heads. Band. Talking Heads. <laughs> <laughs> Should we bring Eric on for a regular part on this show? I think so. Talking Heads, check that out because those lyrics make you realize that could be me. That could be me just letting days go by, weeks go by, and then you go, is this my beautiful life? I don't know. I don't know if this is the one I was really signing up for. The point here is I want you to get the beautiful life that you signed up for. And many, many people that I know say that part of their beautiful life is authoring a beautiful book. Well, you probably know if you've tried this all by yourself, that authoring a beautiful book doesn't happen if you say yucky, icky stuff to yourself throughout the day. The survival mindset Ask things like, why did this happen to me? You're not bad if you start with a question like that. But what I want to teach you is how to upgrade questions like that so you can get your focus back quickly. I want you instead to think about what's possible and what might be my next decision based on my vision for a book. Granted, I don't know why certain things have happened to me. Granted, I don't think I orchestrated that whole thing. But 
what would happen if I took those eyes that are focusing on the mess and I actually took my eyes and I focused on the vision for the book and asked myself, what's actually possible? Is it actually possible for me to step into a program this year and start writing a book? You might know the answer to that right now. Or you might need a little 40-day boot camp to help you find that answer. You might be asking questions like, if I was going to write a book and if I was going to start it tomorrow, what is my next decision I need to make so that I'm committed to it and I can start it tomorrow? If you know the answer to that question, I encourage you to get going. If you don't know the answer to that question, I encourage you to think about my 40-day boot camp because what we're talking about here are the thriving questions, questions that people ask that are committed to thriving. It's very, very different than the survival question like, why did this happen to me? What will I do now? This wasn't supposed to happen to me. When you ask those questions, you know you're in survival mode. You're not a bad person for starting there. But what you're going to find is you're not all that productive if you hang out there a long time. You want to be focusing more on what's possible and how to make the next decision in front of you. And you might not know how to do that, but I do. You might not know that it's possible, but I do. Let me get you into some examples. And I, I brought examples with me that took place during coronavirus just because we want to have extra emphasis that stuff can happen when you are surprised about what's really happening in the big picture. So I had a client named Vicki. And before, I hate to talk about that thing, coronavirus, but before that thing, the year prior, Vicki and I were talking about her book, and it was pretty much set up to go. We had a plan. We wrote out the six-month contract. We were ready. But you remember March 2020, just like I do. So April comes along. That's our starting date, and Vicky's like, hang on. I know, I know, I know. I said I was going to do this thing come April 2020, but I got to tell you, I am in the thick of learning what it means to be a mom that homeschools. I am in the thick of learning what it means to be a mom who is unemployed and needs a job yesterday. I don't think I can write this book right now. And you know what my answer was? You're right. (laughs) You're right. First things first here. But what Vicki knew was what she needed to do first. Start homeschooling those girls and start working on what that next job was going to be. Since, I'm going to say that word one last time, coronavirus came along and changed things changed her status from employed to unemployed, and she needed to become employed 
very soon again. So instead of focusing on writing our book, since all of a sudden all the time we were going to spend on that was now freed up, we spent time writing her plan of action to get involved being a mom who homeschools and getting employed. And we wrote out a plan. That was step one. It was a good first step to take. We talked about her willingness to step into these two things that were really boggling her because she was saying, this wasn't supposed to happen to me. Again, that's a survival statement. It's okay to start there, but you just can't hang out there for long or it's going to eat you up. Instead, we had to come back to what are you willing to do? Are you willing to work from home? Are you willing to work nights? Are you willing to fall back on skills that you've had a long time, but you didn't necessarily think you needed them for future employment? What are you willing to do? Willing became the new, and it replaced, this wasn't supposed to happen to me. In two weeks, Vicky was not skilled, shall we say it, homeschooling, but she was in the game. She was doing it. She was learning it. She was figuring it out. Her daughters were doing fine. And she also had acquired that job. It did mean taking a job that was in a field that she didn't plan on working in again. But bottom line, she needed work, and she needed work that she knew how to do. So she picked up skills that were familiar to her. She knew she wouldn't have to work there forever. She knew that by saying yes to employment, she was stepping into thriving. So it was only July that same year, while that same big old worldwide bug was still going on, that Vicky said, you know what? I got the hang of homeschooling now. I got the hang of my job now. I want to do the book. And in less than a year, her book was out. Less than a year, in very difficult times. What I want to share with you, my friends, is that we started by cleaning up the thinking. She was right to think this not, might not be the right time. But she would have been very wrong to think, my book won't ever happen. I was all set up to write a book, and then the big worldwide bug came along. I was all set up, and this major worldwide event wasn't supposed to happen. We had to move beyond that sort of thinking so she could take action in her life again, so we could write a plan for her so she could put one foot in front of the other, so she could align with possibility and willingness just a day at a time. It's not that she didn't have feelings. It's not that it was appropriate to do some sort of emotional bypass. It's that you can't thrive if your biggest commitment is to merely survive. You have to have thriving at least going on on the back burner. And you'll know when to turn on the gas on the front burner. 
you'll know. But if you take thriving completely out of the equation and you think, oh, my chance is passed. Oh, nope, didn't go the way I thought. And you lock that rigid iron gate on your dream. Well, then you're right. You're right. You're not going to create that book. Sometimes it takes something like a boot camp to help you see, am I ready? In Vicky's case, she knew right away, nope, I'm not ready. But it got us doing some of the skills that I'm going to bring to you once you make the decision to get into the boot camp. So I told you about number one, we wrote a plan. And I told you a little bit about number two. We started to look at how she made decisions, what she focused on, and what she was willing to do. After the break here, we're going to get into talking about the things she had to unpack and sort. Some of those were things in her reality, and some of those were just ideas in her mind. An idea like, if I don't get involved in this really soon, am I, am I going to miss out on the opportunity forever? That was a thought that she was spinning. When you unpack that that just replicates old thoughts you've had, you can lay it down and move along. After the break, we're also going to talk about how we overly identify with our past and we have a hard time moving into our future. Often, though, this is because we're facing something big. Doesn't have to be as big as that gnarly worldwide bug, but it could be something big like being a brand new mom who does homeschooling. And let me just say, in Vicky's case, it was never her plan. It was never something she thought she'd be doing. But it was important to keep her girls going with their education. We're also going to talk about how you get bold, how you clean up. Now, I only have an hour with you today. If you decide you want to do the boot camp, you're going to have 40 days in a row where you, on your time frame, be it morning, lunch, or evening, you will go to a free Facebook class where I have videos and prompts for you. It's going to be just like we're sitting there together. And if you choose, I'm also going to offer four Friday classes where you can be with me and the other community members on Zoom. If you can't opt for that, I'll send you the recording. I think you'll like it. When you're in a community and everybody's doing the same kind of thing, you get really good ideas. You get encouragement where you don't feel so inspired when you're by yourself. You might know the story of isolation after the last few years. Even I had experiences of being alone for days and days and days on end where I had to muster my energy so that I could continue writing content and bringing it to you. It was hard to be far away. It was hard to feel like, you know, I, I still have work because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm still making work. But this is such a different feeling. 
When you enroll in something like a boot camp, you're getting into the feelings of what it means to survive, and you're starting to put on like it's a really nice new sparkly shirt. You're starting to put on the new feelings of what is it like when you're in a thriving mindset. Because again, when you write a book, you're in it for the long game. It is really important how you take care of your mind. It is much more important that you take care of your mind on the daily, any minute that you feel the need for it, than it is that you write for an hour or two or however long a day. If you write 12, 15, 30 minutes a day, you're going to see yourself aligning, identifying as a writer. But if you don't attend to your thoughts, it's going to be really tough. Think about that 40-day boot camp. I got to go over here and see if anyone's written in a question. We're going to take our last little break here, but stay tuned. We're coming right back. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos, she instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from Story U, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at KW.com. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.com. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. We're talking about your book. I know you've been thinking. You've been following me and you've been thinking, I just might have a book in me. You're even maybe remembering the days when you started it and you put it away and you might have had a very good reason for putting it away. I did that about, oh, I don't know, 30,000 times in my life. And every single time I had a good reason, just so you know. I'm just like you. There's times when it feels like I just need to put this down. But I didn't have a coach most of those 30,000 times. In fact, I only had a coach one of those times when I really wanted to put it down. And what I find by being the coach to many writers is that when you're thinking about creating a book, you're usually excited about the end, the end where you want that book to be a part of the world. Right now, before the book is written, it is some plan that exists in your mind. But I'm going to break it to you. It's not yet really fully 
a book. But you know what really fully is inside of you? Some story. Often it's a story you've lived or it's a story you've been contemplating. But the actual book, you know, the front cover, the back cover, the spine, the printed page, that's not, that's not in the world yet. And we want to get it into the world. You might know if you're ready, but it is essential before you, before you really commit to that time that you develop your trust and your self-awareness about what's ahead to write that book. If you don't, you're going to be playing what I call the short game. And usually in the short game, we set things aside or we just quit for good. It's very common to fall in a very survival mentality where you just say things like, you know, I set out to write a book and these hard days, these things that are going on in my life, they just weren't supposed to happen now. Or I set out to write a book, but I only got so far and I don't know what to do right now. I don't know how to go forward. This is not uncommon. I want to take you to the commercial I heard right before we came to this segment. It was for the show called The Love Shack. I believe that's the entirety of the show name, The Love Shack. And she was saying, is this the first year of your marriage? Well, let me tell you, I started to have flashbacks on the first year of my marriage years ago in the world of Coach Debbie. I didn't know it was going to be so tricky. You know why? Because I married someone wonderful. I married the person I really wanted to be with. You could not have told me the day before I got married that all of the fun adventures <laughs> on that metaphorical roller coaster were headed straight for me. Mm-mm. I didn't know. But what I found out really, really, really early into the marriage was I was on a ride. And I was on a ride I was not equipped to do by myself. I was going to have to learn how to have deeper, even more honest conversations with my dear sweet one than we had ever really had before. Because all of a sudden we were making decisions about how we might buy our dream home, which we never did. Darn it. But I would say part of that was because we didn't, we didn't know really how to talk about it. We didn't even know that we needed to know how to get some help to talk about it. So what we did was we enrolled in counseling and we bit off some of the smaller things to start us off. Not the dream home, but the smaller things like who's going to cook on the weekend? <laughs> Smaller things like that, that for whatever reason, just seemed monumental at the time. I'm not sure why, but sometimes when you start something new, you're just not prepared for the little itchy spots and the little arguments and the little things that come up, the the stonewalling that gets big, and you think, I didn't. I didn't know it was going to be like this. 
and need some help. We got some help. I was grateful that we got help because he was a lovely man that was in my life for 22 years until he passed on. And what was really, really beautiful about my story with John was that we were willing over and over again to say, let's get help on this. We didn't know when we entered we were going to need it, but there were times, many times throughout our journey together when we were like, this is bigger than us. Let's go get some help. This is what I do for writers. I'm just sitting here hanging out, waiting for you to say, I'd like some help. And that's what we do. We start putting one foot in front of the other. Who knew the first year of marriage would be tricky? Who knew the fifth year of marriage would be tricky? Now, I'm not saying you need to write a book for five years. But the first year, which might be the first and last year that you need to create a book, might be tricky. You might want to start with a little book, a boot camp and see how committed you are to this idea. You might want to see what sort of thoughts you're identifying with that you don't necessarily want to take into your future because they're going to get in the way of writing. What kind of thoughts are those? Well, I'm going to teach you a lot about it in the boot camp, but let me just give you an example here. One thought that many of my writers relate to when they start out with their book is they think, I need to just clear my life of all these things that I've been doing the last several years and just have hours in the day to write. You really don't. And I don't know where that idea comes from. I do know. Maybe it comes from this. Back back in the day before self-publishing, a lot of writers knew that they were going to have to pitch a big proposal to get an advance to write their book. So maybe you follow someone like Stephen King who gets one advance after another. And you know that he is sitting at his desk six to eight hours a day, churning away. Well, this is why. (laughs) That publisher gave him his salary before Stephen King gave them the book. It's called an advance. And they have a deadline on it. And if you're experienced with writing, you know you're going to come into some storms along the way. If you don't have a coach to lead you through, you're going to get a little wet in those storms. I don't know if Stephen King works with a coach, but I do know this. He is on a tight timeline when he is given that advance. They don't say, hey, Steve, your writing's so good, we're going to give you three years. We just want you to write 30 seconds a day, we know it's going to work for you. No, no, it's not like that. They have a huge marketing regime going on. They know how many hundreds of thousands of books they want to sell in the first month. This is a big deal. Now, I don't want to I don't want to say that your book doesn't count the way that Stephen King's books do 
I'm not saying that, but likely your first book isn't going to be on par with what he's doing. Likely you're thinking about self-publishing or you're thinking about indie publishing, which is a branch of self-publishing. It's a little more Cadillac than the Honda version of self-publishing, but it's good. It's good. Indie publishing, I highly recommend. And I could even do an entire show on that if you would like. Just let me know. When you are in those early days of writing, you're going to be identifying with thoughts that might have nothing to do with your own upcoming experience of writing a book. They might have a lot more to do with other people's experience, especially people that are on their third, fourth, fifth, tenth, twentieth book. So when you're writing your first book, what you're really doing is you're creating an atmosphere and a mind and a schedule and a desire to write that book. You want to have all of those in order as best as you can. You want to identify with thoughts that are successful doesn't mean you can't have a bad thought. It doesn't even mean that you won't take a little nap in the afternoon and have a little mini nightmare. It might happen. If you're on your coach, you can call me. I'll talk you off the ledge. I'm real good at this. I have lots of experience. I've even stood on the ledge myself. I have lots of experience. I know you don't belong there. And when you are in the habit of writing 12, 15, 30 minutes a day. You see the doors opening. You see the potential of your book coming into form. The day you say, I want to write a book, your book is not yet in form. All kinds of great thoughts are going on in your mind, but it's not yet here in the world. You're probably focusing a lot on the day in which your book is here. Now, it's good to have a big snapshot of that day in your mind because we are going to focus on working a day at a time toward that goal. But what you got to realize is if all you care about is the day that book is done, you're not given a lot of thought about what that journey could look like for you because it can be a really wonderful thing. I have a lot of testimonials from my students of how cool it was to get into the process of writing a book. Granted, there might be a day or two in the month where you struggle a bit, but you're going to find that if you're really working with your desire, if you really know, I want to do this, I want to be in the long game, I'm actually walking past the short game. I'm walking past the thoughts that if I do it for two weeks and hate it, I'll quit. Given up that thought, I'm willing to get involved. Let's up the ante just for a moment here. There are things you stepped into and you knew you were deeply in. Let's take that day that you brought home your child. You knew you were deeply in. You knew that if you didn't like crying, you couldn't wrap that child in a bundle 
and drop them off on the neighbor's doorstep. Hopefully, none of us have done this. You knew. The real and honest answer was to wrap your arms around that crying baby and learn. What does the baby need? You're going to be doing something similar but less tantrum-oriented as you get involved with your book. You're going to say to the book, I'm committed to you. I really want to birth you into the world. So when you have a day, when you have so many thoughts around your book, you're not going to swaddle it and give it to the neighbor. You're not going to do that. Instead, you're going to say, okay, 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 my dear book, my dear mind, I hear you. You're full of all kinds of ideas. I'm just going to spend my 30 minutes today bulleting out some of these ideas because I don't want to lose track of them because you matter to me. This is how you become willing in the game. This is how you become a member of the long-term game of writing your book. You don't abandon it. You say, I'm going to do what it takes. It might take a 40-day boot camp. It might take a coach. If you want to talk to me about coaching and you don't know if I'm the coach for you, that's fine. You and I will know at the end of a conversation if it feels good to you. Really, that's about all you need to know. Does this feel good to you? If it does, we will make a plan for you to move forward. If it feels like there's something else you need that I'm not putting on offer, I just might know the person for you. If you'd like to have a conversation, in the week coming up, I will be scheduling conversations. Please head on over to CoachDebbie.com and click on Connect. Write me a sweet little note, and we'll get you all set up to have an appointment. I'd love to find out what you're thinking about and get you started in the right direction. That's all I got for you today, my friends. I'm here live with you every Thursday, 4 o'clock Pacific Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, and we always offer a replay on Fridays. Until next Thursdays, Namaste, my friends.